0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. I am one of your host, CEO Hayes, and I am joined by my brother, Mr. BTG himself. What's going on, baby?
1: Yes, sir. What's going on, people?
0: Ah, well, are you ready to get into the topics for this week? Because well, it. This has been an eventful week since the last episode. Not much music, really, but there's been a lot of other shit going on, man. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> welcome
2: to The Breaks
1: Radio. Yeah.
0: So to start off with, Flavor Flav has officially been kicked out of Public Enemy. I When I got this news, I honestly did not know how to feel about it. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Who's really checking for Public Enemy nowadays? But the, the fact of the matter is, they're a legendary group who's done legendary things. And to kick somebody out uh, is just, it, it's still, it still makes news. What do you think about it, Baylor?
1: Uh, I got the news as well, but I didn't get any details about it. I didn't even look up any details about it. So, um, yeah, nobody's second form, true indeed, uh, since Flavor of Love, but yet and still, you know, it's a legendary group. You hate to hear something like that, you know, so far down the line, though. Like, really?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you would think, like, and so um, they were supposed to be at a rally for, uh, it wasn't Biden. It was uh, Bernie Sanders Uh, and Flavor Flav came out and said some stupid shit for it. Um, The group even said, like, Flavor Flav doesn't know what politicians are who. He just heard politicians and probably um, is just against it. But then they also went to say that just because this is the thing that, you know, they're announcing him getting kicked out, that it was shit long before this. Um, That's the reason he's no longer part of the group, but still. Still, just just doesn't sound right, man. Flavor, No public enemy with Flavor flavor, that's crazy, man. Yeah, it
1: don't. It don't. At the same time, though, when you look at his character, you can't, a part of you just can't, we're not surprised. I, I would say that. I'm just surprised that it took, I guess you can say, took this long. Um, like you said, they stated that it's a it's stuff that accumulated over time. So, you know, he could have got kicked out maybe five, 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, true, true. But, I mean, yeah, you know, you hate to see it, but it is what it is. Let's get into the next topic for this week's episode. And this one, I don't know, I, I'm really excited for So Dave Chappelle, Jamie Foxx, Kevin Hart, and Martin Lawrence are going on a uh, a Netflix comedy special. Um, uh-huh. Festival, I should say. And of course, you already know this is headlined by Netflix, so it's going to be recorded. The special's going to be on Netflix. But this is monumental to me, bro. Like... Regardless of what people feel about Kevin Hart or not, and you know Jamie Foxx is hit or miss sometimes to stand up for me. But to have, if it was just Dave Chappelle and Martin Lawrence, I would be equally as excited. You add those other two, this is going to be a classic, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is this is going to be, I guess you what you can consider Kings of Comedy Part Two, maybe.
0: I guess, I guess, honestly, to a degree, if you if you really think about the stature that these guys add, you you can compare it to that.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure. Look, you know, Kevin Hart is probably the he's not probably he is the newest to the scene when you yeah. when you when you look at that roster, um, and then you got Jimmy Foxx after that. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, I. You don't have to consider him a king of comedy, but, you know, they're going to look at it like that. They might even, well, no, I would say with their ego, they probably won't pitch it that way. But Black America would definitely look at it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, And Martin had been talking about for, like, years, possibly doing another stand-up tour. Maybe this is the, the intro to that, but Netflix, again, like we talked about it a couple episodes ago, Netflix, whoever they got advising them on what Black culture is interested in, they doing their motherfucking thing and they putting their actual money behind it. It's no like bootleg should have just like they're throwing a little bit of money on it. They are throwing serious money at black-led things and I couldn't be happier.
1: You know what? Well, for one, they got the right people in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they hired the right people. Not only that, when I seen the notification, um, I thought it was uh cause like probably a week before I got it. I got a notification from Netflix saying that they're hiring new staff um, for like animation or something Mm -hmm. like that. So I'm like, they are really out there searching for the right people to keep, to continue to keep pushing their brand. And I get, you got to give a lot of credit to the other platforms too, because it's probably because of what the other platforms are doing. that's forcing Netflix. And I think we talked about this on the episode where these platforms are going to, continue to compete with each other mm-hmm. so you know that's another one up for uh for netflix
0: absolutely absolutely and this is something that you're never going to get on like a disney plus because disney pluses aren't going to put these comedians on oh, a special no. if they did no, it would no. be so it would be so watered down i wouldn't want to see this shit um yeah but like a hulu I, I can't wait to see what their next move is because now are we going to get into like we had the thing where it was like black comedy specials for a while like the one the one-offs um And then it was the black TV. Who can who can have the best black TV special show or exclusive or whatever? And now you know. Ever since Eddie Murphy got that exclusive deal with Netflix, we've been waiting. At least I've been waiting to see what Hulu's going to do to kind of combat that, which is also semi-owned by Disney. So you know, we'll see, man. i, I But it's we win when the situations like this. We mm-hmm. fucking win, and especially yep. if this if this if this comedy festival is quality of what I'm expecting, then. What Like everyone's going to try to copy But they need to keep that same quality going And we're going to win
1: Yeah well like you said we win So at the end of the day As soon as those tickets go on sale Immediately Yeah Immediately you know
0: Yeah so we'll see man Who do you think as of right now Like there's no headliner listed Who do you think is going to be the last act to go on Even if we don't want to label it a headliner Who do you think is going to go last on this show
1: Everybody would predict that it would be Chappelle
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they mixed it up and like threw him, made him a host, or maybe even made Martin a host. Okay. Or maybe you know what? To, to tell you the truth, though, when you look at that lineup, any one of them can be the host. Yeah. You know. Um. I don't know. I, I would. I would say it had to be out of uh, Dave Chappelle and Martin. Yeah,
0: I think. I think Jamie Fox is going to be the host because I can see him. Flexing the most like in between each act Throwing his thing out there and throwing jokes at the people Who are about to come out like Jamie Foxx I think would be great For that also they could have him do some Of his singing shit in between like I think Jamie Foxx Is the mo- most versatile so I'd like to see him Technically play host but yeah mm-hmm. it, has to be, it has to be Martin or Chappelle to go last I don't know if Mar- what Martin Still has in the tank as far as stand up comedy But I hope he shows The fuck out on this one
1: but you know what You can pretty much You can pretty much assume that it's going To be a little bit his punchlines, uh, it'd probably be a little bit outdated, a little mm-hmm. bit maybe, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because, you know, it's been so long since he was in his prime. But the key thing that Netflix did was he grabbed a very diverse demographic. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, he's going to bring the youngsters out with, with Kevin Hart. Because right now, to tell you the truth, my son is 13, he'll be 14 this month. He uh, Kevin Hart is his Eddie Murphy. You know what I mean? So he's going to bring those youngsters out and then all the way to Martin and Chappelle mm-hmm. and even uh, Jamie Foxx. That's us. That's us. So, you know,
0: I didn't even think about it from that standpoint. But this this is generations, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This I can't wait, man. I'm excited as hell. So so we'll keep following. Them. I'm sure we'll talk about it and review it and cover it once it does come out. Um, you ready to move into the next topic? Yes, sir. This one, you know, Mary has said a lot on the last two episodes about Pop Smoke looking up to 50 Cent and 50 saying Pop Smoke is the new 50 Cent. Well, 50 Cent decided that he's going to pick up uh, Pop Smoke's last album. He's going to executive produce it. He's already been on social media reaching out to, I think, Roddy Rich and a few other people. He, he's even, like, tagged Drake for people to guest spot on uh, Pop Smoke's album so he can finish it. What do you think about this?
1: Uh, that's pretty dope. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like... You know in these these last couple of I mean you could say these last couple of years when we had these um these artists with impact or these just you know these people with impact they've been taking their legacy has been taken care of um pretty dope you know what i mean uh like i said from from the nip to to kobe and 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 now leading up to this i think you know this is uh this is good you know and a lot of people From from my understanding, was comparing
0: him to Mm Fifty.
1: So for Fifty to take over the project and to finish it, you know he's going to do well. You know, and Fifty can do it. He can do
0: it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, as much as Fifty isn't like a major player in the world of music anymore, Fifty is one of those people. Especially if he's passionate about it, I would trust the executive producing album. People respect him. He's going to be able to get people uh, to come in and and do interesting things for it. And say what you will, but Fifty was versatile musically when he was uh, at his height. So I, I, I you know, and he, and is one of the people that a lot of these young cats look up to 50 Cent still yeah. to this day. So, yeah, get it done.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. And less positive news, uh, Megan Thee Stallion has gotten a court order to release the music from her old label. And this kind of highlights stuff that we've talked about before. These record label companies, some of them are just a dirty game. What do you mm-hmm. think of, have you got a chance to like look up on this and seeing the news and the details about this?
1: I've I've just been hearing um or seeing things here and there. I'm not sure if these numbers are true, but uh her her album uh accumulated over seven seven million dollars mm-hmm. and she only received fifteen K?
0: That is if, wild, if, bro.
1: If that if that is true, um, I had a talk with, with one of our podcast brothers Goldie down in down there in Houston. And I said, yo, but at this point, man, you gotta hold the artists accountable nowadays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of artists out here that that that's just signing distribution deals for a reason. Um, and at the same time, like she's a smart girl. She's a smart girl. Um yeah, I kinda I, I ain't gonna Low key I feel bad for her. I I, I did say I did say a slick joke and said, well, she might as well get that OnlyFans uh page popping <laughs> and get some of that money back and she would definitely get that money back if she made one. But nah, I mean there's so much information from all of these classic legendary Hall of Fame artists. Mm-hmm. And if you don't tap into some of these, I'm pretty sure somebody had to rub elbows with her. If you're not listening to these interviews, these podcasts. They putting you up on game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, JD is on a fifty million podcast nowadays, and he's telling you how it was with when he was when he was under Diddy. Yeah. So like, they're telling you, Joe Budden, to tell you. So at this point, like, no, nah, I can't, I can't sit up there and continue to blame the industry when this cat's out here that's getting their own logic.
0: I, and, is, and I, is and I get that, bro. And I, I'm not trying to take away from anything you said, but the, at the same time. If you put a deal in front of these young people and they're hungry, most are going to sign it, man.
1: That's true. But that's that's mainly I, I picture the cast that's hungry and thirsty for those type of deals is the cast that didn't have a college education.
0: That is true. You
1: that know what true. I mean? That's why I say I'm holding her accountable because she's a bright woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, I don't think she need now, of course, for the marketing and things like that and promotion. Everybody know once you get that machine behind you, they're going to get it done. But at the same time, her art, her body art itself, and she got skills. Mm-hmm. It promotes itself.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the thing is too is that she just recently signed a management deal with Rock Nation. So I'm sure they looked over those contracts and was like, well, she probably would have never known. Uh-huh. Had, luckily, she got real management behind her that probably took a look at everything. And this is just me speculating at this point. But a lot of these people, it even says in her deal, called for a sixty forty split, but. It's easy now To look at that Especially if she has A management team That breaks down Some of that legalese Some of these contracts Are written in a way To where You don't know You just don't know
1: That's true That's true And so this But is, uh, at the same At the same time They're going after you For your talent They yeah. know That there's money Behind you Yeah and uh, and but like you said, a lot of cats don't really understand it. They don't know how important they are at that moment. They just know I need to get a deal, and this this deal can possibly get me out of whatever I'm in at the moment. But if we just slow down, it just as a people, bro, just slow down, and then you got to go do the research and go find these people yeah. to break down. And you got to bring your people with you to break this stuff down.
3: That's I mean, nice this is point.
1: where I mean I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I keep it's not too many artists that I can keep going back to. Besides, I know Logic is a smart artist, but besides him, Nip.
0: Yeah, you got to well, you yeah, got to have more. Nip had his business in order completely. That's,
1: that's what I'm saying, yeah. and I know he he was willing to help artists out. You know what I mean in that type of way. And you gotta, I, don't, I mean, you gotta go rub shoulders with with some of these artists that's been through it. I will say that. Yeah. Because if I know if I know what type of deals that they got going on in the industry, and I'm not an artist, there's no excuse for you not to be doing the same thing. And be going out there to get the information. Here's- but I understand though. At the end of the day, you trying to get out of some. You trying to some people will do it for the fame though. Hey, yeah,
0: you're right. Okay, here's here's my next question to you then, bro. What at what point do we need to have more artists who went through like a JD Kiss get into management situations to help younger people like Megan The Stallion? Because they've been through it, we don't like we see Jay with his management company, and we have a lot of like rappers who back newer artists or whatever. But we haven't really seen someone in like the NBA move from a player to an executive. We haven't really, really seen that on on the lower levels. Of course, some of the bigger artists, like I said, like a Jay, a Drake, or whatever. But some of the ones that weren't, that didn't have that cachet, and that did get dicked around. Why don't those people step up and become in more management roles?
1: You know what? I mean, that's, I mean, you can, you, we can bring it back to like a personal level. How come other podcasters don't work with other podcasters? How come other networks nice. don't collide with other networks? Is it could be because of ego or, or it could just be everybody's in a tunnel vision. Everybody's on their own thing. So, you know, in the industry, the industry is, the podcast is getting there, but the, the music industry is, is the biggest thing in the world right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Besides the music, I mean, besides the movie industry and you, I mean, we, we know looking out on the outside in, you got to be careful when you get in that industry. That is we know our, our greatest artists have said that it's a dirty, filthy industry. So if we don't understand that message. My son goes to acting classes. He wants to be an actor. But my, my fear, my wife's number one fear is that he gets a role or something like that. He started getting these roles and stuff like that. I, I got to be there with him. My wife has to be there. And then we have to go find somebody that we can trust that can understand what they're talking about, contracts, et cetera, et cetera. But we're already thinking ahead of this because we've seen our childhood uh, celebrities go down the drain that yeah. quick.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like you said, it's a dirty game. Uh, but people get—if you don't do it, get somebody to read your contract. Like, take some of that advance and get people to go over, go over your things. I hate seeing good artists and smart people. Like you said, with Megan, she does seem very intelligent to get dicked around like this and to lose out on so much money.
1: And you know what? I mean, it's not like, I mean, it it could have been in certain uh, situations that we don't know of, but it's not like here, here's a contract. You have to sign it right now. That's true. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they gave her time to look it over. Go take it to an honest lawyer (laughs) that you never met. You know what I'm saying? Probably that's probably not even high up there or even popular. And if they don't have the answers, I'm pretty sure they can find somebody or help you find somebody that can read over that contract.
0: There you go. Great words from a great man. We're going to go ahead and get into our first break. When we come back, we got some movie shit to talk about and some music shit. We'll be right back
3: after this.
2: Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed.
3: It's your boy T I M K I N Z D, number three, a.k.a. Go, go, power ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Catcher Minutes, baby. <laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as. The Eric J.
2: And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door, you know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy K Harris, the gentleman, the gentleman. The gentleman also known as K Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the People's Jabroni! That. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we have four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports, with our own flair to it. Let me tell you, you ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before.
3: Damn straight.
2: So check us out every Wednesday.
0: Get at us. All right, Baylor. So I'm i I'm a movie head. I love putting movie shit on here. I'm, I'm glad that we've been talking more about TV and film on here. Jordan Pill taking over the horror game. He's executive producing the new Candyman movie. But one thing that I want to point out about point out about this, he's now starting to use his power for something that we talked about before that a lot of black directors didn't do. He's putting people on. He could have easily directed this movie, but instead he executive produced and wrote and found a black female director to direct this movie. And that's part of the reason why I love this so much. This Candyman trailer, did you get to see it? What do you think about it?
1: Watched it about four or five times I did. Um, Candyman next to uh, Hellraiser is uh, probably my top 1A, 1B, scariest movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Though so that that is my boogeyman, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Freddie, Jason, Michael Myers, I've actually loved them. You know what I'm saying. Those are those are my top three. But when it came to Candyman, literally, <laughs> I didn't play around with that. So I'm excited about it. I'm definitely going to see that. Uh, wife was not messing with me on that one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yo, I'm excited, and it's crazy how he just sneaks in these little. Uh, classic hit singles. That say my name, the, joint. It makes it eerie, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's it, it looks so good, and I love the fact that, like Candyman, at least to my knowledge, I'm pretty sure somebody point out some shit that happened in the 60s I don't know about, but it was like our first black new horror icon. Really, the only <laughs> one we have right now. I, mean, I really can't think of a character, just a sole black character in a horror film that the, that the movie was built around. Everyone knows Candyman, the whole Say My Name, we built lore with that one. I love the fact that they, it seems like they're, Cabrini Green in Chicago has been completely gentrified, right? I don't Uh know if you know that or not. And it seems like that's playing into the film as well, that they're going to be, uh, the character wants to bring Candyman back to take care of the white people who have now gentrified the neighborhood. That's what it seems like, at least by just me trying to piece together from the trailer. But I love that that they're putting this all in there. I love that we didn't even get to see Candyman's face, like build that shit up, man. This whole this was one of the every Jordan Peele trailer has been on point.
2: It's
1: a catcher. Yeah, he he, his marketing is crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm here for it. But I'm I'm letting you know right now as a 37 year old. I've never completed the whole Candyman in the mirror in the back. I've never done it. Oh no, I'm good on that. Why would you uh, want
0: to? I, why would you even want to take a chance at something like that, man? I do not. And and look,
1: the the kids nowadays don't understand. Like, yo, I really don't play. I remember Bloody Mary. Uh, that was a thing. But Candyman, nah, I didn't play around with that at all. I still don't play around with it. Oh no.
0: I, I, I know it's a movie. I'm grown as hell now, but I'm not playing just in case. I ain't playing <laughs> just with in that case. Shit. <laughs> but man, moving on from uh movies and to get into music. We got a new album to review this week and this one i'm not even gonna lie to you bro this reason this is you know i try to avoid like i listen to a little bit of everything i would have listened to it regardless eventually but it's on this list so fast because my little sisters which are 10 years younger than me was like you guys have to review this little baby Uh album so little baby dropped my turn what you think about it
1: it wasn't his turn yet that's (laughs) It wasn't his turn. Yeah, I listened to it, um, and I'm, I'm trying to get away from the whole. I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but mm-hmm. it's just it's not it's just it's not for me at all. Yeah, it's not for me at all. I listened to it, um, and if it's not for me, it's definitely too long. That's for sure. Uh, his um, his features. I know he had Lil Uzi on there. I know he had Lil Wayne on there. I didn't really care for it. I ain't gonna lie to you. I did not care for it at all.
0: Here's my issue with this. Uh well, okay. So I, I listened to it two different times, two different ways, right? So mm-hmm. I listened to it sitting down, taking in the album, and I was listening like the production is cool, but this is some bullshit. This is some other bullshit.
1: I, I didn't get I didn't get nothing like the album didn't tell me anything. Yeah, yeah. It just it just showed me that don't get me wrong, I do have one of his songs on in my library mm-hmm. that I really like. Uh I think it's called Drip Too Hard. Yeah. I love that yeah. track. I love That's that track. Cool. yeah, I can't
0: yeah. I can even front on that one. Um but my thing is, and then I listened to it in the background. I was editing the podcast, uh watching like not watching the movie, but I was just doing some stuff around the studio and I had it on in the background and I didn't hate it then. And this is what where it put me at. These young cats nowadays. We live in a world where everything is at the fingertips, right? No one's focusing and taking in music, and I think that's why music like this gets passed. And I think that's why people like artists like this because everyone's doing multiple things at the same time. And honestly, in the backdrop, listening to this album, it was I would li- I would listen to this working out, for example. I would listen to this going on the jog, but I'm not gonna. It's not anything to sit down and consume to try to get anything out of. But I think we live in a world now where the younger generation is doing they're they're tweeting they're watching youtube they're creating tiktoks like they're doing all this while listening to music that so they they're don't not, consume so are the not
1: way. so they're not listening to music There. yeah
0: they're not it's more there of a bad a,
1: there's there's a tiktok song on here i'm not sure if it's an official like when i and when i say tiktok i mean if it's popular or not okay. but that whoa track sounds like it could be like a a tiktok type of track but if you're telling me that this the album was good in the background, that it didn't do nothing for you then.
0: And no, it didn't. And I I, I would say that. But I, I'm starting to realize, and I think that this generation doesn't listen to music for the same shit that we did, bro. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what? At the same time, and I'm kind of like you, I'm starting to get out of that get-off-my-line type uh, uh, vibe, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to listen to a lot more younger cats. Now, I, I listen to some young cats, but I'm still on that. If you ain't got no substance to your to your, your craft, then I'll just ignore it all away. But I did come across, and I sent it to the group chat. Uh, I came across a cat, and I think he's from Chicago. I think his name is Busy Gambino or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he had a track called, uh, I think it's called Cold Heart. I played that track probably 30 times since I've heard it. And I've heard it uh, maybe the first time I heard it was like, maybe about three or four days ago and I played that track over 30 times. It is, it is, uh, that song is dope. Mm. Real good, real good track. And I sent it to, I sent this to some, uh, some other fellow podcasters and they loved it. Uh, but it was, it was, it was kind of that, it was kind of that little baby slash drill, you know, cause you, you know, I think he's from Chicago. So, the, you yeah. know, they got that drill. And so it was a, it was a mixture of that, but the melody and the message was that shit was dope. Yeah. So I'm listening to younger cats, but Lil Baby, not that album, not that <laughs> album. Yeah. Maybe, but you know what? He got, got a lot of room to grow though.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot a lot of these rappers do have a lot of room to grow to be honest with you. Um the thing is is like we talked about artist development is lacking. So it's like I don't and then once they once they pop, I don't think that they look to develop. I think they look to just keep recapturing what they already did. Um and and they and they're satiated by that. Whereas artists that we grew up with, hell, you could drop a classic album and not not be happy with it. And are you still trying to come out and kill it for the next one? So yeah. it it's it's a lot of laziness, I think, going around on both the listeners and the artist side. But at the same time, if somebody can tell you you can make a bunch of bullshit and make millions of dollars, are you putting in the effort in it? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, we just finished talking about
1: Pop Smoke album. How you know Fifty? Will go down as one of the most legendary artists we've ever heard and seen, and he's taking over that project. Uh, I'm not saying it wouldn't have been a great project without him, but I could, I could pretty much say it's going to be a much better album with him behind it. Yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. Well, anything left on uh, on this my turn album before we move into the next break?
1: Well, uh, you know what, man i'll give it I'll give it one more spin tonight under the influence, and then if I don't get nothing out of that, then That's it, man. I'm just have to. I'm not like I said. I'm not gonna dog it, but I'm just gonna say it's not for me right as of right now.
0: All right, fair enough. Fair enough. We're gonna get into our last break. When we come back, we're gonna leave you guys with something to think about with the last topic. We'll be right back after this.
2: Yo, this your boy Floor Seven Hundred. What's good, everybody? It's your guy Fresco, and we are the, the podcast, podcast brothers. brothers. Dig, yeah. Hey, what is our show about? Actually, our show is about a little bit of everything, man. It's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right, it's a like a little oh. bit of that. Oh my goodness, no. You like that song? No, not from you. What song is that? I don't know. It don't singing. matter. It doesn't matter what song that is. <laughs> well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking a shit. Real, like real brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice. And if you know. you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on a podcast show. It makes for a healthy debate, makes for good dialogue, and it keeps the inter- and the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit. Episodes drop every Sunday. Every Sunday, every platform, you can get a podcast that the Podcast Brothers is there.
0: You dig? Chill. All right, Baylor. So uh, Irv Gotti had an interview and in it, you know, he started talking about pop smoke dying and hip-hop artists being killed. Um, and, you know, the headline of this article was, it's not like you're going to ever see Justin Bieber get smoked. But actually reading it and getting down into it, it's like they always pitch, try to pick these catchy things for the for the headline. But he talked about the fact of how the flashy lifestyle in hip-hop, the tattoos, everything, it, it draws a level of interest. That interest can either go bad or good. Well, it, it brings bad and good, in, good interest and intention and because of that it makes our artists a higher rate for violence what do you think about that
1: well that's only because those artists come from the same background that we come from mm-hmm. so justin bieber didn't come from the same background so he's not viewed as the same and we don't look at white artists as the same hell we still struggle with we still struggle with the image of eminem you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying as as far as him being part of us because of his skin color, to be truthful. Other than that, outside of, I don't, it's not too many white artists where I can be like, yeah, he with us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As dope as they are, when you are officially from our background, that's what makes us a target. Because I could be, I could stay next door to Hayes, and the next thing you know, a year later, he takes off, um, you know, has his first album come out, platinum singles and stuff like that. And we run into him when he got on his jury and stuff like that and being flashy. And that's our culture. We like being flashy. Yeah. Um, So he, I mean, he's technically, he's right. We're not going to look at a, we're not going to look at a Justin Bieber or even a a Timberlake and be like their targets to be robbed because we just don't view them in that way. They might be a part of the culture because they was adopted into it Mm -hmm. or they make music similar to the culture. But at the end of the day, we're related and, and we're, We're drawn to the people that look just like us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think with anything, I think uh, to come back to like hip hop artists, I think another reason why we that our people, our artists are targeted is because we have a a thing of we don't want to separate too far from the hood because we don't want to look like we left 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 where we came back. Right. Mm -hmm. There's always that syndrome, even not in hip hop. And no matter what, how big you make it, it's. This thing of, I have to go back to where I grew up. I have to go back to my old hood. I have to do this in my old hood. White artists don't have that same thing. A motherfucker, if if they grew up in a bad neighborhood or even a so-so neighborhood, even in a semi-well-off neighborhood and make it big, they don't have no, no ties back to their own neighborhood. They're fine leaving all that behind. They may have ties to people, but it's not like they have to give back to the community.
1: No, man. Like I said, besides Eminem yelling out Detroit, you wouldn't know where half of these white rappers is from until you look it up on Wikipedia. But what do we do? As soon as you know, you know the difference between a L.A. artist, a Bay Area artist, a cat from the Bronx, Harlem, Florida. Like, you know the difference because it's the culture that we bring with it. And that's the thing is that that's our culture. We get money. We're flashy. And this was a cat that was sitting right next to me. They're easy targets Because we know how they move And like you just said They want to come back To the hood Because they want to feel like It makes their status More popular Facts You know what I'm saying yeah. I, At first I didn't have no money I was on the block Now I own a building And I got this amount of bread And I'm still on the block And for some reason That makes them feel better Yeah
0: Yeah I mean it's It sucks And I think in, in The time where we've lost So many people From our culture Within the last Handful of months um, And just this year You're going to get more articles like this. You're going to get more thinking about it. But I think part of what makes us a target, like not even the flashy thing, I get it. And, you know, some people are more important, put more importance on looking wealthy than building wealth. But that's a story for another day and a conversation for another day. But I think because we do care about where we came up from and where and a lot of people do want to see that the neighborhood of people they around get lifted up. At the same time, we're trying to go back to our neighborhood. There's old people that saw us growing up in those neighborhoods. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm about to get him.
1: Yeah. And at, and at the same time, people got to understand that some of these artists was in it was some of these artists was really in the streets. And the ones that wasn't in the streets was claiming the streets. And if it was false, those the, the streets cats is going to come look for you. So one thing that one thing that come to one artist that come to mind that really hurt me because he was a very talented artist was chinks. When when I got the news that he got hit in his hometown, his home that hurt right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he had you want to talk about potential. Like that's a lottery pick in a draft right there. And, you know, as much talent as you had, as much money as you, you're accumulating, that's not gonna stop Cash from coming after
0: you, man. And that's the sad fact. And even looking at Nipsey, Nipsey was on what was considered his block, right?
1: His not not just his block, but that whole goddamn area. Yeah. You know, like he was literally. If that that's not where he lay at, but that is that's the next thing close to his home. You know what I mean? And that hurt. So it's like, man, we losing some great great soldiers. Yes. great ones, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah,
0: man. Um, but you know, I hate to end it on something dour and down, but I I really didn't know where else to put it in the episode. But yeah, I mean. Ultimately, I think, yeah, we're flashy. Yeah, it brings us attention, but we got to make sure that we keep that we're keeping ourselves and each other safe, man. Overall, you every time we end this podcast and well, when we're uh, doing a little talk afterwards and leaving, you always say be safe out here. And I can't Uh say enough of how much like little stuff like that we need to say to each other more often because keep your head on the swivel because you just never know.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and this is the sad part, going back to Pop Smoke, it's like people were criticizing uh, his actions, uh, uh, what what took place and the reason why it happened. But at the same time, it's like this was just a cat that just wanted to show his success. On the flip side, we got to play by the street rules. Yeah. That's unfortunate, you know? Yeah.
0: Definitely, definitely. Well, bail unless you got something else, man, I got nothing left,
1: man. Nah, nothing, man. We just need to, we need to start caring about each other a little bit more, in and outside the industry.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, and it's, it should be no problem with just checking up on one another man like for real
1: yeah i mean it's at this point like we lost too many soldiers um personally and you know celebrities as well that meant a lot to us so at this point it's like what's we keep repeating the same things and we keep getting hurt yeah. like and you wonder where this ptsd come from some of it is not some of it's not put on us some of it is we, we're creating you know what i mean
0: that is a fact Take responsibility for that, man. Um, but, yeah, yeah, good words, man. But that's it. Baylor, leave them with any parting words in your social media, and let's get up out of here.
1: At Baylor the great on all social media platforms. Uh, BTG for President. Open one with BTG. A part of the Rare Signers Network. Smoke Free Weekend in April. See y'all in a month and a half.
0: All right, you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, TheBreaksRadio at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 614-547-2039. We are the number one podcast for the culture. We out this bitch. Peace.
3: Thinking my days and I ain't having. Hate to tell her I love her when I don't But it's a habit Quick to point out my flaws They always act like they don't have them Had to put my heart back in the freezer Say they with you but against you They so quick for the change One day they love you and they for you Then they sneak this in, hey Had to tell myself like all the time that me and them not the same If I call you a real one. Smoke on niggas, they ain't kill yeah. They scream outside, don't be outside it will be in that field yeah. I watch my brother die right in front of me This shit get real I love to see my son smile That lift me up for real But for my pain, I just pour fold, I just keep popping pills How you catch your cup but you ain't blow That ain't your eye for real Stop spinning your reel up on these hoes They gotta stop for real She want me to cuff her But I know that she a thot for real Shots and we repeat We'll spend the game I ride, ride, She would get these niggas crazy She's like, busy What you busy doing? Bitch, I love the trap Never leave without my mobile Or my